right, we're back. Second hour, Incendiary Radio coming your way. We've got Richard Carey from Beyond the Official Narrative, host here on RBN, joining me. And you might as well just hang for this segment. we got some callers built up, and uh, let's take a couple couple more calls. Caesar, New York, what's up, man? Yeah, good evening, gentlemen. How are you today? What's up, buddy? I'm doing better than yesterday. Listen, uh, Robert, you're the king of Sunday night, but I got something here for you. I was reading a book written in uh, 1912 by a communist named uh, Israel Cohen of London, England. Sounds uh, familiar. Titled, it, it, uh, the year that it was published, 1912. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is titled A Racial Program for the 20th Century. Oh, yeah, I've read that. Published, it was published in the Congressional Record of June 7th, 1957. It says, we must realize that our party's most powerful weapon is racial tension. Mm -hmm. By pounding into the consciousness of the dark races that for centuries they have been oppressed by the whites, we can mold them, we can mold them to the program of the Communist Party. Yeah, National African American Communist Party, NAACP. They call for travel advisory as DeSantis pushes to erase black history. That's in Rolling Stone. I was in my tabs. So because they want voter, you know, voter ID and so forth, where people have to show up and vote, and then they're trying to ban the anti-white critical race baloney. Which is which is basically just demonizing white people for generations and saying that white people are defective. The Florida NAACP calls for a travel advisory. Fits right into that uh, program that you were just reading, doesn't it? Yeah, I, mean, I actually, um, I, yeah, I actually, I actually read that on my uh, broadcast on I have to. Friday. I have to. I, 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 okay, yeah, I, I, I did a bunch of uh, quotes from Jews having to do with white genocide. Uh, and going back like the past hundred years, really, and uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you've uh, covered uh, all of these people on the air, Robert. Well, here, here, here's here's another good one for you. San Francisco backs reparations plans, including five million to eligible black adults, even though that California never had any slaves or none of that stuff. Uh, five million a person, the city of San Francisco can't clean up poop and needles off the streets, uh, but hey, five mil per person. But, it's, but it fits that racial agitation, um, you know, program that all of these people are so good at. And uh, I'll tell you what, they can get people out there real easy to protest things, can't they? And as far Caesar, as some of these source. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was no, just saying. As far as some of these. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Some of these sources. Um, People will dismiss, um, you know, more than others. Like, I mean, I, I almost was going to read from uh, some Talmud quotes, uh, uh-huh. and, I, and I didn't have time for it. And a lot of people will try to dismiss uh, that because they'll say, well, it's just a certain extremist, you know, sect of some people who wrote it a long time ago, and that doesn't have to do with most Jews. And, you know, they'll try to dismiss. Some people mm-hmm. will focus on the protocols, and they'll feel that that makes them less of an anti-Semite, or just Zionism and just the protocols. Uh, and then, uh, um, you know, and that the elites are, are the only following. And then others, though, will dismiss the protocols. Of course, there are a lot of people out there who try to do that, um, uh, mostly uh, our opposition. But even 
even in our circles, some. Well, yeah, there's uh, there's a whole there's a whole wing of basically uh, Protestant kind of anti-Catholic Protestants that they say the Jesuits wrote the protocols. And so, you know, you've got you've got a lot of people that, you know, um, there's they say that the Russians wrote the protocols, you know, um, and so forth and so on. So there's a lot of theories on the protocols themselves. Um, Caesar, anything else, man? No, I mean, uh, you got a great show. It's uh, a little bit different tonight because usually you're solo. But uh, look, if you read their books and they tell you, they tell you, it's there. It's out in the open. The thing is that, you know, the Goy, you know, they're too busy watching, uh, you know, Jerry Springer. They're too busy drinking beer, smoking pot, doing coke, watching pornography. And, you know, they're the ones that, you know, are behind it. And um, I think they figured out a long time ago that they can't do it by the gun, that they have to do it by the mind and by deteriorating the mind and and through the perversion and everything that they give us, which you see at the garbage is on TV. Yeah, I just, you know, hey, thanks for the call, Caesar. Um, But here's the thing. I... uh, I, I just know of somebody um, in the last week, uh, a friend of theirs thought they were doing some uh, speed, some ice. And guess what? Had a lethal dose of fentanyl in it. They're dead. Young girl. Uh, another another friend, uh, they thought they were doing coke. This was probably a month ago. And they had a young person in their family lethal dose of fentanyl in what they thought was cocaine and so uh we got real wicked wicked times don't ever buy a pill off the street don't ever buy a powder off the street and uh you better be careful if you're into doing any kind of uh illicit substances let's take doug in california doug what's up hi robert uh tonight's discussion kind of leads to what i want to ask you of what you thought about that book I recommended last week, The Great Red Dragon, and I would kind of refer to it as the Amalek's <coughs> almanac to determine and figure out what's really going on. And it's interesting that that was printed in 1889, the year Hitler was born, and that I wonder if it was a precursor for Henry Ford to do The International Jew, and then finally... Do you think, because if you did look at the book, that any of the money kings influenced Henry Ford's industrialization? I, I, well, I want to think not. You know, you um, I did not, I have not had a chance, the, the book by L.B. Woolfolk, you knew, and I have it written down. I haven't had a chance to delve into it. Um, okay. You, you know, um, with with Henry Ford, you the the international Jew the dear the Dearborn Independent and you know I I've read t- tons out of that and uh, I've got Andrew Carrington Hitchcock Synagogue of Satan and yeah, I've listened to too. him and Golden Pipe Wrench and uh, Blackbird do their series on uh, the international Jew. Um, it's hard for me, you know, because then you read these people that say, "Well, Henry Ford had all of this stuff going to the Soviets." What's your thought on that kind of angle, where people try to basically say Henry Ford was double dealing, and he 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 had all of this um, equipment and so forth going to the the Soviets? What's your thoughts on that? 
I don't know that I could comment on that because who was in charge? Was it Stalin at that time? And would Stalin uh, represent the New so. Communist yeah. Party or the Bolsheviks? Because he did kill Trotsky, right? Who was basically the head of the Bolshevik Revolution? And yeah, and, and Trotsky got sent from New York City over there, you know, to take part in the revolution. Richard, what's your thoughts on Henry Ford and whether, you know, uh, the, the the reports that uh, he, he, you know, was, was sending all this stuff to the Soviets? I, I think it's just uh, misinformation. Uh, meant meant yeah. to defame him. Uh, yeah, that, honestly, yeah. like like, like yeah. much of what you hear about uh, about Adolf Hitler, uh, that's out there. Yeah. It's it's very hard for people to just wade through it, and I have a difficult time wading through, you know this this era in in our history. Um, you, you there's just so many angles, and there's so many people. You know, like the whole Hitler and Argentina thing. Right, exactly. Right. Yeah, like that, you know, that would seem like he's abandoning his people, or, or and I mean, they try to twist the fact that he took uh, some money early on. You know, oh, he he was a Rothschild agent because he took this money from the banks. Well, that, that doesn't mean that. You know, you're you're trying to connect A to C with no B. But okay. and then and of you know everybody throws him under the bus for not going after Switzerland at all. You know where the where the real head of the snake and these bankers are at and so forth. Uh, by leaving it alone, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. or, or or just say that like it was to destroy his people and his country, just to go into uh, as a preemptive attack to go into Russia. Well, you had the whole you had the whole kind of angle uh, with Eustace Mullins, the Nazis and the Zionists, the the National Socialists, and the, that's where the word Nazi comes from. And then you had the whole. Adolf Hitler, founder of Israel, book that was written that caused that whole stir, what, about 15 years, you know, people were really looking at Hitler as the founder of Israel and all this stuff. It's just like trying to wade through, you know, and then when you look at the greatest story never told and you look at NWO (laughs) communism by the back door, the Dennis Wise stuff. Um, the, a lot of the Protestants will be like, well, he's given you one angle on this thing, which is a totally pro Catholic that the Vatican, you know, did no wrong in this whole thing. And they were the champions of freedom and, and, uh, Franco and Mussolini and Hitler were all great guys and, you know, and so forth. I mean, it's, yeah, I've, I've heard of a strong, like influence toward a pro Christian, um, Angle, many have critiqued wise on that. I think Hitler, though, knew that Christianity was a way he could uh, that could help for him to mobilize his people and the values he had for, um, you know, the NSDAP um, ideal. Well, you know, uh, like you got, like you've got right now, you've got a whole bunch of people in the alternative media that are vehemently um, anti-Christian, cause call people Christards and this <laughs> whole thing, and you know. Um, yeah. And and people really point out certain individuals in alternative media, Adam Green being one of them, um, as, uh, you know, as as being counterproductive due to the fact that such a, a lion's share of uh, our people are Christians. And to sit there and throw them all under the bus as like dumb dupes and the rest of it, 
because uh, there's there's a large swath of people that are hardcore patriots that are former um, special operations guys and former Marines and aren't they're never going to relinquish their Christian faith. And so for people to sit there and, and denigrate them and when we're when we're facing this kinetic battle coming our way, um, I, I you know, it's it's absolutely insane. And it's just it, it's just, you know, I. I, I don't know what to tell people like that, but it's just like we've got, you know, we've got bigger fish to fry than each other's religions. We've got right. a, a, an active genocide of, of our people that we're facing on the horizon, and it's and it's and it's in our nostrils right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, I, I, I was hosting for about a year at a Renegade Broadcasting. I, I like a lot of what Renegade Tribune puts out. Uh, yeah. Uh, just for the record, you know, I mean, yeah, I've, done, I've done radio with Kyle and so forth. And okay. then, but we had a kind of a, a parting of the ways, but I still read articles from uh, a guy over there named Eternal Truth. He does a lot of pretty interesting work. Okay. But yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot uh, in the, in the um, environment and, and listeners there that have this anti-Christian. Um, it's like a, a, a purity spiral um, uh, racial realist point of view, and they, and they feel that like the Christian point of view will uh, be to our detriment in the way that um, you know the demographic shift and the critical race theory mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the two-tier justice system uh, that's anti-white is going to take advantage of Christians and just 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 uh, plow us you know the final blow into annihilation. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. It's a tough conundrum that we're in. Um, but well, I, you know, his, what, it, it's go ahead, go ahead, Doug. Think of his insight. The first thing he eradicated from Germany was homosexuality, transgenderism, pornography. Then he focused on usury. And look what's running our country now: the minorities of ab- abomination. Those three things I mentioned have now taken yeah. hold and center stage of our country now. To separate us, and yeah. well, that, that's why they call us Why America from Weimar, <laughs> Why America. So, Robert, just read the foreword, and you'll get the gist of the table of contents that follows, which is extensive. And the reason I suggest it, it's very important that you have an outlook on it, because many people don't know how this all happens. And this is the almanac almanac for people to understand what's going on so they can become in tune with what we've been converted into by knowing it's like taking if you're going to drive a car you don't put water in it so you take rop to figure out it takes gas and that's very important to get that message across to your audience because a lot of people don't they're just hearing present day all these individuals that could be duplicitous or could be involved in different ways we need to go to the origin, and the origin was in that book in 1889, and I think you're going to be very impressed, and I hope to hear about it next week. Thank you for my talk, your time. All right, Doug, take care. The Great Red Dragon by L.B. Woolfolk. So I'm going to try to, I'll try to find it out there on the on the free archive, and I'll try to run through a bit of it. Just um, so we got about a. We got a couple of minutes left. I'm going to let you go after this segment, uh, Richard. I got a lot of other stuff to cover, but um, I'll give you the last couple words, man. Um, go ahead. Well, no, I mean, but there does need to be some sort of a, a further awakening, I think, among the Christian community 
to be able to uh, see more of a, a racial component, um, you know, of, of tribalism that, that, that isn't uh, that doesn't need to be in confliction with their with their Christian views. Uh, I mean, but you know, like people like as much good work as he does, like E. Michael Jones, he 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 dismisses race completely, and I think that's that's the sort of mentality that frustrates uh, the people in this other camp that that we were talking about yeah. there. Well, that's one of the real drawbacks to Catholicism is the universal nature, um, Catholic being universal, and then not realizing that cultural culture still matters, uh, genetics still matter, and, uh, you know, even if you want to take a biblical kind of um, viewpoint, uh, what happened after the Tower of Babel? God confused the languages, scattered the peoples into their own kind of enclaves. And uh, I still kind of believe that, um, especially Europe, Europe is our homeland. That is our epicenter. And for us to let it be raped and pillaged the way it's happening now, uh, it's a crying shame. Uh, you got Africa, okay, that's the that's the black people's homeland. China, you know, uh, Vietnam, Laos, and so forth, Jap- Japan, that's their homeland. Well, Europe is ours, and for us to uh, let it fall, you know, this happened before with the Moors and everything else. Um, Spain was Moorish, and so we have to realize uh, it's going to take another battle. We're going to have to throw all these hordes out of Europe. America, well, we were 90% white, you know, besides the... uh, besides the Native American tribes and then the the Africans and so forth. But uh, look what's happened. Canada, you know, um, you got Mexicans now that are kind of pissed that all the the gringos moving down there. Um, So they've got their land, but we can't have ours. We can't have our own um, organizations. We're the only people that aren't allowed to have organizations, and people need to really uh, focus on that. Go ahead. Yeah, it makes me think of uh, a little a handful of years ago, Israel had a program sending their African migrants to Australia. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 they, and they were. Um, I had a quote of uh, someone saying they feel more comfortable as the um, Jewish Australian once there's a, a Chinese head of government, and you know that they have a strong a Chinese component to the demographics as well. But I mean, our information censorship and not control of our own information. You know, and and for the uh, younger generation, I mean, we see all these grants being given uh, toward uh, basically censorship and um, you know Orwellizing uh, everything around us, and, and, and you know that might be the the strongest overall way, you know, that that we're under attack. Um, well, think about this. Think about this. We've got all of our troops, um, which is a lot of our. Uh, I'm not going to say decent gene pool of, of 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 white, but as far as the warrior class that are willing to put a uniform on and strap a gun and a pack on and go fight, you got them over here. Like we we're talking about, we you got this dust up in Syria. Okay, we bombed things. They they've bombed us. So this is escalating. You've got all our troops sitting there in Poland, ready to go toy around with the Ukraine. And then you've got all these troops uh, sitting here ready to possibly go go at it with China. 
um, what a what a way to deplete what's left of the white um, fighter class than have them tied up in a two three front war or skirmishes, even if they're just skirmishes to kill off our 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 boys. I mean, think about the amount of people during World War One and two that we lost uh, in these brothers' wars um, and in our populations just shrinking. Uh, so I, you know, something's got to change very rapidly or, I mean, there, there's, there's good things that are happening. Like over here, I, I sent this over to William, uh, protesters burned down the house of a mayor who supported a migrant asylum center in small French town. So they burned this freaking mayor's house down. Yeah, no, I looked at that. You, you sent that to me as, as well. Yeah, no, that, that. <laughs> So there, people are. I mean, people are getting fed up um, in in pockets, mm-hmm. but there's there's got to be this large kind of in our subconscious under the under the surface uh, a, a large be fed up at once. And I think and I think some of this is this is this Trump stuff. You know, he just had this big thing over here in Waco last night. And there are and Drudge reports saying Trump Davidians because it was in Waco. So, but you see, this is this is the steam valve of white frustration, and they're and they're and they're focusing on Trump as somehow the guy that is going to fix the right the ship, so to speak. Well, your your thoughts on this whole Trump um, phenomenon? Well. No, I think it could very likely shift back into another four years of Trump, um, you know, a- after the coming election season. And uh, it would um, be enough to, to pacify a good percentage, you know, of, of what, the uh, 40, 50 percent uh, of the country who would more uh, vote his uh, ticket than the opposition. I, I don't I don't know. I don't I don't see. See uh, there being that much um, it, it, on many agendas. He, you know, he, most agendas he seems either, like he was either ignorant or not willing, uh, you know, to make any serious change. I, I don't really see that likely to change. I think that um, you know, yeah, they'd like to have a wax and wane uh, to to make it seem like they're doing something, you know. And and, and I don't know. I, I I could, but I mean, and, and some sure, and in, in, in some areas, you know, uh, for people who are concerned about the next five to fifteen years, five to ten years, you know, Trump can seem like a good thing. Uh, but the, yeah. yeah, I think I think the censorship though, and, and people's self censorship, you know, and 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 the control out there uh, with tech as well, um, you know, it just with all these agendas, it makes it easier for the deception is the problem, and you know, it is like complete clown world. That, that one uh, other headline, uh, LGBTQ rights are a core part of our foreign policy. National oh, Security yeah. Council yeah. spokesman John Kirby yeah. said. I got that up in my, I got that up in my uh, tabs. Um, totally nuts. Um, I, heck, I forgot. I, I wanted to bring on the hijacker. Mr. Producer, bring on the hijacker. I'm tripping. Sorry, sorry about that, man. Bring him up real quick. But, um, you remember when Trump ran the first time and and people were saying that basically he got brought in to oversee the bankruptcy that and he was going to be because he's been bankrupt so many times. They're like, oh, see, they're bringing in Trump to oversee the bankruptcy. 
and I thought, and I thought about this now. After Biden and the, the gang that's controlling Biden, they really are bankrupting everything. So maybe they will bring Trump in to really oversee the bankruptcy this time. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, I mean, at at the time, it is true that he pushed back against, you know, the the whole uh, climate change, um, yeah. you know, green energy scam and and co2 scam i mean gas prices were, were great the economy you know everyone credited trump for for the good economy yeah. um so yeah no th- those were some of the brighter points for for sure all right hi jackie you got you uh can you hear me robert yeah yeah come on up man yeah yeah why well, i got you guys of uh you know you got such caliber and weight i have to ask you this question uh both you and richard and i actually i want both of y'all's uh at least a a tentative answer um and also you know real great show uh, by the way it was stalin that got trotsky with a pickaxe in the back of the head in mexico yeah hotel mexico yeah. <laughs> right but um no so i, I you know i'm you know Robert, i've become like a fatalist and sort of in your camp thinking that's all got to come down and it's got to collapse before we get the rebuild and so i've been dealing this with this question of where did we lose it where did we lose the actual country, and I've come up with like three different points. One is uh, Dr. Flattery, who's online with uh, Paul. I can't remember his name, but he says, just imagine if Europe and America never had any Jews at all. And so some people say we, we lost it when the Jews came in. Other people say, no, it was the, it was the, um, uh, the Federal Reserve Act, 1913. But the more I'm looking at it, I realized... Really, where we where we lost it to the point of overturn, I think, was the Bretton Wood. It was when the transistor came in, the silicon uh, chip was invented, uh, the TV, uh, right around that 1950-ish period. Where where do you all think? Where did we lose this? Where what 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 happened? Go ahead, Richard. I I think on some levels we we've had some problems with with, with even the. Uh, compromises among among the founders uh, uh mr mike gaddy who, who's currently yeah. on this network now he he has a lot of great um research uh, which consists to a large extent over the years uh, even before the internet he used to go in person to libraries and uh, archives take out a lot of letters uh and make copies first-hand letter accounts you know between these gentlemen so there's no refuting the authenticity and uh I don't know. He, he right. does poke a holes in, in, in a well, lot of well, people. I mean, yeah, the there point... are exceptions like Andrew Jackson, you know. But I mean, by and large, yeah, you could find some criticism of of, of nearly every uh, every president we've had of the uh, the early days. And, yeah, but the point and, of, and of all two... the eras, I think that there's yeah, it's it's been worse uh, moving on. But you know, even just a, a first uh, bank of the United States, um, yeah. and, and some of just the other factors about the founders. But go, go ahead, Robert. Uh, you know, I, I think it. I think it's went in increments. You know, there were probably you know Treaty of Paris problems with that. The 1871, what was that? The Organic Act where they incorporated DC. Um, uh, what was the other stuff? Oh, um, when and I know we're coming up on break, and we'll just have to continue this past the break. But um, the once post Civil War, putting us all on the Fourteenth Amendment plantation during the War of eighteen twelve, where the original um, the original Thirteenth Amendment got burned up, where they were going to dis- say nobody that uh, had titles of nobility could hold office, meaning if you were a member of the Bar Association and that sort of thing. Um, I, I, 
I think this went incrementally, but let's continue this on the other side. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back, uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it, and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumers' house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee... You have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get. And you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. When I get back to the faithful All the laughs and the battles and my memory My heart's walking by the trees And I cry out the tears of a broken man The memories of your hands will not Indiary Radio on the Republic Broadcasting Network. We're joined by Richard Carey from Beyond the Official Narrative and the Hijacker, who 
hijacker and I talk a lot off the air about a lot of different stuff. Um, but we're, I was, I was, we were getting into where did this all go off the rails and I, and I, and I view it as incremental points throughout our history. And then I was talking about, you know, um, this 14th amendment that got jammed through, uh, organic acts, uh, 1871, creating this whole district of Columbia, weird, uh, relationship with the rest of the country. And then you got, um, 1913 was horrible. The ADL was created federal reserve created. Then you got, um, the 17th amendment passed, which is popular election of senators, totally destroyed the um checks and balances of the state legislatures on the on the on the federal senators uh the i mean that's one of the worst things but really um the bar association um you know even jefferson he talked about that the federal judiciary was a bunch of sappers and miners um, blow, bombing basically um, the Constitution and 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 um, f- checks and balances and all that stuff and uh, people you know uh, the the penetration by these uh, traitors into law uh, is the really the people that are supposed to be the guardians of um, you know just traditional understanding of the role of government and, and all, you know, per, uh, individual rights and that sort of thing. I mean, look at this article. The Biden DOJ seeks to disarm anyone who uses marijuana. And so it's filing legal briefs in defense of federal law that makes it a felony for cannabis consumers to possess firearms. Um, and so, you know, we're, we're at the point now where We've been through the administrations of open traitors like the Bushes, both of them, the Clintons, the Obamas. And now we've got this possibly, I mean, who knows where this is going to go, but all the lawyers that are in the Congress that upset the checks and balances between the judicial and the legislative branches. But yeah, it's been a it's been an incremental. Just like Warburg said, we're going to have world government by consent or conquest. They're going to make a march through our institutions, which they've done, and we're right on the cusp of it. But that's my kind of answer, hijacker. Go ahead. Yeah, well, uh, Robert, first off, uh, you are the cold north wind. Uh, that's your bumper song from Brutal Attack. But yeah. yeah, I just think the more I'm looking at it, I'm thinking, where was the point of no return? And it had to be World War Two, but more than that, and I come from a from a Christian perspective, it was when the dollar, the Bretton Woods Agreement, when the dollar became the reserve currency, that basically gave the American church the the, the wine of wealth. We got drunk. I'm talking about the Christian church, Catholic and Protestant. We got drunk. Then the TV came along, and then. Even the Birchers, when the Birchers Society, though you talked about John Birch, uh, they were a reaction late in the 50s. They organized, yeah. and they go, wait a minute, we're, we're reaching a point of no return. And so they tried to do something, but that was sort of the last line. So I'm just thinking, that's really, really the point of no return was right after World War II, uh, when, when they hit us with the TV and the... Yeah, the money. Well, the Tal- yeah. the Talmud vision, the Talmud vision, 
it increased the propaganda from just what would you like my grandfather they would sit around and they would listen to the radio and they would read the papers and that was where they got their information but then you got this visual propaganda and that just added a whole nother layer into um the mind screw that is uh american media and its impact on on you know i i mean i i, I deal with these old guys man up the bar and these guys, that's where they get their info, the paper and the freaking TV. And they, they can't deprogram from it because it's been their whole life. And so few of them can exit that control uh, iron grip. And guess what? They, these guys are programmed. Go ahead. Yeah, well, uh, but Robert, let me let you go. But I want, I want Richard to, to answer because he's a heavyweight. Let him answer the question, where did we... Where was the point of no return, Richard? And thanks so much. You got always got a great sh- uh, call, uh, show, uh, uh, Robert. Bye bye. Thanks. Thanks, man. Well, per- perhaps, perhaps when the Federal Reserve was established. I mean, after we had what Andrew Jackson accomplished, and mm-hmm. and then um, you know we were placed with that Federal Reserve. But I, I, I was just uh, listening to a, a show I missed. Uh, David Scorpio had a great guest uh, in October on his broadcast, uh, Daryl Wayne. And he was talking about, like, post-1500, there there was, in the Byzantine Empire, there was was a bit of control uh, over over, uh, usury. And and, and after that, when the Turks and Ottoman Empire took over, that's when uh, a constant uh, expansion uh, and and just really the birth of this uh, uh, capitalism, which is what would you call it? Um, uh, you know, just, yeah, just constant expansionist um, uh, uh, capitalism was was really was really born and allowed the power uh, of the very few to, to to get to such heights. And so, I mean, that's kind of a micro, um, you know, an early uh, template uh, for what has just been expanding more in in this nation. Um, and, but I mean, it seems like there were early compromises with with, with England as well, and of course, you know, the uh, even the South, with uh, you know the Jewish slave um, sh- ships and, and slave plantation owner components. I mean, there, there were some a lot of compromises all along the way. But I guess those are just some points I would highlight. Yeah. Um, let's see here. I wanted to get this in. Um, how about some good news, um, Mr. Producer? Get clip four ready. <clears throat> And this is a young UFC fighter named Holly Holm, and she had just won her fight. Um, but there's starting to be these UFC fighters that are starting to call out groomers, pedophiles, and all. This. I've seen three or four of them now. And this is just for uh, this only lasts a second. Go ahead and play clip four real quick. One more thing. Something that's been on my heart, and I feel like I have the platform to say it. I need to say it. I just feel it's really sad, all the sexualization of our children right now, and we need to protect them. Whatever that may be, let's protect the children, please. Do anything we can to help. Congratulations on a sensational victory. You know, there, there's a lot of things. I don't ever want to be, uh, not like a r- real political person. I don't like to put that stuff on, on any of my social media or because I think there's just, but there's also just right and wrong, and I feel like everybody should be on the, the same side on that. I don't feel like that has anything to do with left side, right side, or anything like that. I feel like everybody should be wanting to protect our children. And, it, and there, there's, there's stuff that is, there's a lot of 
child trafficking and I mean that's like the extreme part but it there's there's a lot of a lot of levels to it um, you just see it almost being more accepted and I think that that's really sad um, so I just feel like we should all do what we can I know it's like a lot of people don't even know what to do but if I can at least have a voice on it then that's something I can speak out on it and it's just to get everybody together to, to protect children it's, uh, childhood is really affects people in their in their long-term life too I mean um, I, I have I have friends that are adults and their biggest thing that kind of is a shadow kind of that dark space in them is being sexualized when they were young and I just feel like it's almost getting um, accepted all right go ahead stop it there and Huggies says pedophile code symbols on Disney diapers are meant to be fun and playful so internet users have discovered that diapers made by Huggies in partnership with the Walt Disney Company are covered in imagery and identified by the FBI as secret pedophile code symbols. Boy lover and little boy lover, respectively. I mean, completely insane. <laughs> Your thoughts on that, man? Yeah, I, I noticed that there at the very top of that list, you, you sent me that out and equal um, list of of uh, pro LGBT organizations and, and and at the very top you know titanium tier level uh, membership the Walt Disney Company and I was going to mention that about Chris Cornell earlier they had to get yeah. rid of people like him were symbols um, against a lot of types of activism including um, child abuse and and that's exactly what the government is pushing now and with these corporations uh, is child abuse with the uh, with the LGBT and and the uh, well, the the permanently disfigurement uh, decisions what, as young as seven years old, but at you know at, at any age, even through your teens, it's 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 ridiculous. And yeah. you know, to mention that out and equal out and equal dot org, it's about the LGBTQ blah 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 equality in the workplace. Well, you get down to, and I mean, and it, it's Uber, Apple, Dell. Um, HP, Boeing, Capital One, Northrop Grumman, Raytheon, isn't that nice? All of our big defense contractors, Wells Fargo, blah, blah, blah. But you get down into here into government, right? Com government, the first one, the Central Intelligence Agency, Food and Drug Administration, Federal Reserve Bank of Chicago, Naval Nuclear Laboratory, USDA, and the Department of State. <clears throat> yeah, they're the ones that bring up the Sam Brintons that go around stealing women's clothes from the freaking airports. <laughs> I mean, it's just crazy. Um, but but it, Yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, no, go ahead, Robert. All right. Hey, Mr. Producer, I, I, I need to get this one in, clip 10, if you get that one ready. But, you know, I mentioned the Marburg thing. Um, this bird flu stuff, um, that now they're trying to explain away some of the sea life dying. You know, we were reading about the wind farm stuff, but now they're trying to explain away some of the sea life dying like dolphins and so forth due to some sort of bird flu. Right. Um, let's roll clip 10 said that they would offer us $150 per adult and $60 per child to um, go to these trailers and let them run tests on us for a few hours. 
because they knew that we were not vaccinated and they asked what our stance on guns were. All right, so I've had a lot of people tell me that they don't believe me, that these CDC trailers are here. I'm here, I drove here, look at what I found. There's one trailer. Two trailers connected right there. Three trailers connected. Four trailers connected. This is at our fairgrounds. This is not in Canada. This is in the United States of America. This is in Illinois. This is in Illinois. All right, look at, they got a big old trash can. They're fixing to stay here for a little while. And so she's documenting, go ahead, stop. She's documenting um, these big old CDC trailers out there in the Illinois, I guess, state fairgrounds. Um, really weird stuff uh, going on. So I, I, there's probably going to be some sort of an event where cocktailed with a bunch of bank, more bank failures, possible temporary grid down, blah, blah, blah. Uh, some sort of an operation to scare everybody that there's another pandemic um, raging through the country. Um, that's kind of like where I'm at. Um, you seen these pictures uh, of all the uh, military equipment lined up that the Taliban been releasing, uh, Richard? No, no, I didn't catch that, Robert. Uh, so Taliban releases video fields of U.S. military vehicles, piles of U.S. high-end weapons, and rooms filled with stacks of $100 bills, uh, you know, that, you know, when they left out. But then they just got a list of, I mean, everything. 2,000 armored vehicles, almost 76,000 total vehicles, Rangers, Ford 350s, vans, Toyota pickups, 45 Blackhawk helicopters, 50 scout attack choppers. I mean, it just goes on this whole list. And the Taliban's basically bragging, putting putting these pictures out of all the stuff that we left there. You, you know. Oh what? yeah, yeah. I heard about that back when yeah. that happened. Yeah. If yeah. That's what you. But now they they've been releasing these photos like lately of everything right. lined up. Um, okay. What's your uh, I, I would... What's your kind of um, theory on why all this equipment got left. Do you think that there was a back channel agreement, like some people were saying with Trump and the Taliban um, for us to get out um, that, that Biden went through with what's your, what's your kind of thoughts on this uh, Afghanistan withdrawal the way we did it? Well, well yeah, it's, it's... I'd say likely that it was agreed upon as a uh, payoff of some sort, uh, you know. And I mean, I I think that there's plenty uh, of, of uh, you know truth to with all these administrations. What we've been hearing more, of course, coming out about uh, Biden, uh, both Joe and and Hunter, and and and, and all of this dirty money and, and connections, uh, uh, Chinese money, and and whatever else, but yeah, with Trump as well. I mean, it's not. Uh, I, I don't know if it's it, it's really uh, that much uh, 
of a uh, of a difference with either administration and it, well, you know, either it's more Republican or Democrat as far as the war agenda. They, uh, you know, they they both. And, and as far as the the people out there, the youth, though, I mean, it does seem like the the followers of the progressive narrative are are the biggest uh, on board with the war, endless wars without questioning it. Now that that has shifted. You hear even uh, what is it, uh, Joe Rogan out there saying that, you know, yeah, it's like we've totally had a reversal of a lot of what uh, had formerly been resented as represented on the on the. Uh, as the followers of the of the left talking points, yeah. Well, and you know, I always I just found that so strange. And and Jimmy Dore is one of the guys that really points this out about how these the woke activists um, who were all this time anti-war, how they are. A lot of them have been on board with this Ukraine thing, and but a lot of them. A lot of the progressive squad type members like AOC and others, they're starting to get some flack from their usual supporters about this this agenda. And so uh, I, hopefully, you know, some of those people can, uh, I guess, scare these these Marxist democratic socialist types into backing off the the war agenda. Um, Mr. Producer, this is I'm going to play clip two. This is the Kenyan president, the president of Kenya. Okay, so we know that Uganda um, is really rebelling against this um, LGBT blah 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 um, push. Um, You know, you got Karine Jean-Pierre and Kirby and all them talking about uh, sanctions on the Uganda. because they want to outlaw people identifying as as gay or trans or whatever, and they got a death penalty put in for uh, traffickers. And so now you've got the president of Kenya. Let's listen to him. Go ahead and play clip two. People who work numbers, I am giving you free advice that those of you who are holding dollars, you surely might go into losses. You better, you better uh, do what you must do, because uh, this market is going to be different in a couple of weeks. So the president of Kenya is basically saying, if you're holding dollars, you you better do something. This market's going to be different in a couple of weeks. Now we saw Putin and Xi talking about causing change that nobody has seen in a hundred years. Um, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're seeing so many uh, countries uh, uh, jumping on board um, as far as trade with the yuan, uh, the BRICS system. Now even Mexico is, is joining BRICS. And so... It, it it does seem like well what some call the Eurasian shift in at least in the economic sense um, you know might might actually be a an irreversible reality and some some uh, you know suggest that uh, it's really just been a uh, in, you know an era where the the U S has had uh, a unipolar um, domination um, but it, uh, 
you know, its time has has come. You know, its its end time has come. I mean, as as far as the blue cities, though, in the indoctrination, they mentioned those uh, centers and that. I mean, I lived in Chicago uh, my my whole life until last year. I, I just moved to Florida, uh, St. Petersburg last year, but I was in Chicago for forty five years. And I, I hear how you talk about the drivers on the freeways and the shoulder of the road and everything. Uh, over a hundred miles or so. I, oh, I, I don't know if I've quite seen that uh, on the on the highways in it, but I, maybe I wasn't always in like the the blackest quadrants part of the expressways um, most of the time to confirm it. But no, de- definitely the, <laughs> the 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 crime, the anti-white indoctrination of the people. Uh, it's 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 pretty bad these days in the in these these blue. His, yeah, well, you're seeing like everywhere like this article, New York City Teachers Union to host seminar on the harmful effects of whiteness. Now, this is everywhere, everywhere in quackademia. Uh, this and then I, I just the these these whites that would partake in like just just, you know, demonizing their own gene pool. It just. Uh, the Stockholm syndrome is just—it's it, so just mind blowing that the people will sit there, these Karen teachers, and the, and their male counterparts that sit there, and, and and then they've got all these people like in the Asian and 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 even Hispanics, but you know, I mean, the blacks have been anti-white for a long time as a group, very hardcore, militant. Uh, there are some people out there resisting that and so forth. Uh, the producer wants me to plug, by the way, they had a, a mixer that blew up and they were on a cheesy mixer for, to try to, you know, I always at the beginning, uh, try to get people to support the network if they can throw up a few bucks, you know, none of the hosts get paid. We're all donating our time, uh, to do these broadcasts. Um, now if you, if you get paid on your own website or whatever, you know, these, some of the, some hosts do or whatever, you know, me, I've never had a website. I don't, I've never made one penny doing talk radio on this network all these years. So, uh, support the network. We want to keep it on the air folks. There's a lot of new blood coming on the network. Uh, it's kind of refreshing to see, um, you know, uh, a lot of new material, a lot of new viewpoints and a lot of new militants, uh, coming on the network, but go ahead, Richard. Well, and I, I just want to pay my respects to uh, John Stadmiller on your show. I, I got to have a few private conversations with him before he passed, um, and yeah, he, he he put me in my slot, and and so I'm I'm honored by that. But he, he I know he looked up to uh, what you brought to the network, and it seemed like he he saw you as one of his uh, most valuable assets, sir. And uh, yeah, I remember some of your calls to him, and uh, just how much it impacted you. I, I believe you called in when Farron was filling in right after he passed, and it was uh, yeah, it was a pretty strong time for a lot of us. But, yeah, yeah. John? yeah. Well, you know, John. John was a wild dude. You talked to him off the air, man. He was, he was a, uh, he was a trip. Um, but check this out. New ADL audit finds 2022 had highest levels of anti-Semitism in 44 years. Isn't that nice that the ADL does an audit and they find, <laughs> they got to keep them Jews coughing up the shekels to the ADL, you know. So uh, 
and people are people are realizing this is like wow the, you have a, a decent amount of people that call themselves Jewish that have a very anti-gentile uh, anti-non-jew anti-non-tribe member uh, mentality and practice in their daily lives and um, and a lot of them have nefarious plans for our country especially but look at Europe like I was talking about earlier Europe just like uh, Protocol 3 talks about Europe being in, encircled by the symbolic snake, uh, which we characterize our, our people and blah, 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 blah. Uh, read article uh, Protocol 3 where they brag about having Europe in a vice in the symbolic snake. Uh, very trippy. Um, but yeah, the ADL, you know, so we got to keep our eyes on Syria and Iran. Um Israel trying to push us into something over there. Um, there's the music, and you stayed on with me the whole broadcast, Richard. So it's good having you, man. Uh, I'll be in touch, and we'll we'll talk soon. It sounds great. Appreciate right. it, Robert. Yeah, man. I had a good time. Um, all right, everybody. Thanks for the callers, all the listeners, and uh, we appreciate you and support the network if you can. Uh, everybody, take care and. We'll see what's coming our way this week. There's some work all over this town. You need the stomach full. There's some folks who pay my way with skills I'm knowing for. Have you been looking for a trusted long-term storable food company? We have a solution for you. Simply Clean Foods is dedicated to providing the best quality food you can buy next to fresh from a farmer's market. Our line of resealable fruits, vegetables, and meats are suitable for everyday use, and you won't have to worry about throwing away valuable groceries ever again. Our food is completely GMO-free, and our stringent quality controls, plus testing for heavy metals, makes us unique in the storable foods market. Simply Clean Foods' primary focus is to bring clean food to people all around the world and change the way we look at freeze-dried food in our daily cooking. When you purchase from Simply Clean Foods, not only will you be receiving high-quality food, but you will also be supporting veterans in need across the country and those who are affected by natural disasters. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on Long-Term Food Storage in the rotating sponsors' banners to support RBN. Simply Clean Foods. Do it today. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Truth, truth, truth.